0: Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to episode 18 of Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 18th episode of Talk Direction, which Kara actually, last week, she was like, oh gosh, we should have done, like, Analyzed 18, the song 18 on the 18th episode. But um, sadly, we're not. We're actually analyzing the new song because we've got a new single out, and that's very exciting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so we have a couple things we want to talk to before we get into news. Firstly, we want to give a birthday shout out to at IStudyRainbows on Twitter who I believe she turned 23 years old. At least that's what her Twitter says now. So unless she didn't update I it, think she- it's
1: 24 because I saw on oh, Twitter. Okay. This is really creepy because I saw that she um is was born in the same year that Louis is um was born and he's turning 24. So that that's my guess. Okay, but- so
0: Update your birthday on your Twitter because I found 23 and it's throwing us off. But anyway, um, she is an avid li- listener and participator over on Twitter. So that's really awesome. I got to say, like, I'm really loving people, like, tweeting uh, to us on the podcast and about us. Like, I genuinely love seeing that. It's so exciting. Yes. Um, especially, like, because we're starting to get to know, like, some of the listeners quite well, I think. I'm like, that's yeah. totally you. Like, I get that. Like, I don't know. It's just so cool.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like, because a lot of these people have been listening to us from, like, the very beginning, and so, like, they've written in, like, every week, so we get to know their opinions on, like, so many different, like, topics. Yeah. So I think it's, like, so cool. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, And then next, we just want to say, again, go follow the at MITAM promo team, uh, which is Made in the AM promo team on Twitter, Um, and that's, like, the group that's really going to be promoting the album. You can connect to their Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, and also their thunderclap, which is really good way to boost um, promo about the album and make sure to print out your their flyers and post them around your town or school. Um, and then also, not right now, but we're gonna be doing this in the future. So just sort of start thinking about it. We're gonna be doing a poll of how we we are gonna be addressing Zane on the show. Um, I know. Like, it's really important to like for us to keep up with news about Zane. I think that we want to continue to do that. But just in terms of things like um, the games, like 1D as, should we be including Zane uh, as a part of that type of thing? Um, So, we're going to be putting out a poll eventually on that. Um, And then I also want to say, and this like sort of relates to the fact that we have new listeners that are coming in and stuff that we've seen on Twitter and Tumblr. And also just this episode in particular, too, with um, we're analyzing the song Perfect. We just want to sort of give a redo of what we talked about when we started the show on our first episode, but obviously not everyone's listened to that episode. Um, How we treat, like, things, like, how we approach what we're going to talk about on this episode. So... Being in the One Direction fandom means you're exposed to a whole lot of opinions about the boys, their families, and their private lives. Um, on Talk Direction, we want to be really respectful of everyone associated with One Direction, and this means being really aware of what we say on the podcast. So we just want to address, like, how we plan to talk about tricky subjects that come up regarding One Direction. Um, we want to make sure we're respectful of each of the boys, their relationships, and their families. So we're going to be hesitant to discuss stories that are not shared publicly by the boys regarding some things that we believe to, do to that are too personal. Um, and going forward, we're going to really try to make like, the right decision on what to discuss, balancing what we think is interesting and important to delve into in the fandom, and then what we think is more off-limits in order to respect the boys and their privacy, and we hope you guys understand this decision and feel similarly. Um, But, yeah, anything else to add, Kara?
1: No, I think that really, you did a really good job about summarizing that.
0: Okay, cool. So let's jump into news, then um firstly we have more made in the am updates we have some new song stuff that we've uh heard it's like promo season so which is totally awesome we're getting in like tons of interviews how many have you watched any of the new interviews coming out kara
1: um i haven't just because i've been away this weekend but like i'm definitely going to be watching them throughout the week when i'm procrastinating on doing my work so i'm excited
0: yeah, and I've been seeing, like, some of them are, like, 15 minutes long. Like, they're really oh, cool. Dang. Yeah, which is nice. Um, There was one that I sent Kara that was, like, Harry and Niall. And Harry, and we'll, we'll post this because I think it's really funny. But usually, like, a lot of times, not, like, the boys don't talk. They each They each don't talk that much. Especially I find Harry doesn't talk too much. I know Liam talks quite a bit in interviews. He, like, tackles those, like, hard questions or whatever um but this one like harry was going on and on and talking and it was just really interesting to see like he does quite ramble and it was a uh, it was fun to watch um and actually a listener of ours uh patty or p house 1964 on twitter um brought up the uh shirt harry was wearing in uh some of the interviews cuz they like they usually do them like a whole bunch in one day and they're sitting down mm-hmm. so you see this patterned shirt that he's wearing um in the interview and it was a very lovely shirt um what did you think about it
1: I thought it was beautiful it's like this like floral like old-timey vintage looking shirt it looked like something like a handkerchief my grandmother or like great-grandmother might have made in like the 20s and old
0: old bed sheets like you'd find yes (laughs) in a closet or like a wallpaper yes it looks so much like a wallpaper
1: Um, yeah like I think my grandma had like or, like, has wallpaper that looks pretty similar to that, <laughs> which I love. I'm always down for, like, a wallpaper floral on the shirt. Yeah,
0: I think he pulls it off well. Um, he really did.
1: So
0: I love seeing that uh, type of fashion from Harold.
1: Yeah, um, I also saw a lot of GIFs about questions about their break. How do you think they feel, like, being asked about it, like, constantly? Like, I feel like I would get really stressed um, just because... I don't know. I hate when people talk like ask me about my plans for the future. So like I can't imagine like having that like in every single interview cuz like there's no way around it really cuz that's like what the interviewers like want to know. What do you think like the boys are thinking when they get those questions?
0: Um I think it's probably like I'm I'm sure they're ready for it and they know that like everyone's yeah. going to ask it and they have sort of set things that they're going to say and I don't think they feel like, obligated to share everything with some interviewers. I know even yeah. for me and, like, my personal life, I sometimes, like, remember, like, I don't feel, obli- I don't have to share that part of me or, like, what I really think about some things with certain people. They just don't deserve it. Like, or, like, yeah. I don't, not, not that, you know, it does sounds bad, but it's, yeah. like, I don't have to, like, lay it all out on the table. Um, yeah. So I think, which is nice that they, like, can keep that private. Um hmm They've definitely, they've been talking about it and getting asked about it a lot. One of the questions they've been getting is, like, how will you feel during the last show? Um, oh, my Which gosh. is October 31st, uh, and that's Halloween, and that's, like, right like right after our Halloween episode, which is going to be coming out on the 28th. Um, so that's crazy. I love that it's uh, going to, I feel like m- making it Halloween is going to make it an even bigger night. Um yeah. And I was just sort of thinking, could this be the last stadium show that One Direction ever does, at least, like, when they come back, will they continue to do stadium shows, do you think?
1: Um, I have no idea. Like, there's, like, really no precedent about this. Like, I mean, like, there's been boy bands that come back, but not um, usually, like, years and years down the line, and they're not nowhere near as big, but I just don't know, because, like, One Direction's a whole new ballgame.
0: Yeah, Um, it's definitely... I mean, I'm sure they have to think... Like, it could be a last stadium show. Like, I really need to take it in, you know? But yeah. I don't know if they're, like, completely set on that. Um, I know Louis said in an interview um, talking about the last show, there's no doubt it will definitely be emotional, I think, once we kind of take it in for what it is, because we've spent five years touring every year, and not, and even not touring for a year next year is going to be quite bizarre. Which I just, yeah. I can't wrap my head around going into the, like, going into the last show and being like, oh my gosh, this is my last show with One Direction, like, either for a while or, like, or in a stadium or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I would just, I would be so emotional. I hope we, g- I hope they're really, um, I hope their emotions are on the surface so that we can see them because I think that helps us connect with them more, you know?
1: Well, you want to see them emotional?
0: Yeah, I think it's more it like makes them human, I guess.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. I just remember my one of my friends who likes One Direction, she loves seeing celebrities cry for some weird reason. I don't even I don't understand, but I just remember like when I was first getting to know her, um she I was like on her um laptop like looking up something on YouTube and like the first like I was looking up looking up a Harry video or something and I typed in Harry and the first thing that popped up was Harry crying and like that means like that she like watched that all the time. Not all the time. I'm making her sound so creepy, but like she just likes looking at celebrities crying. I guess it, like it's just like the humanizing factor, but I don't know. I have to like like interrogate her about this. Like I don't know what this means. But <laughs>
0: that's funny. Did yeah. you ever watch? Did you ever end up watching? Because I, I feel like I remember back in was it 2012 I think or 2013 when the boys went to Ghana I believe and they did the red nose day um type stuff and there was quite a lot of crying in those videos I don't know if you ever yeah. ended up watching them did you
1: I didn't <laughs> yeah I didn't I'm think you had. so bad with dealing at, like with people I'm like the opposite of my friend like I really hate watching celebrities cry it just like mm-hmm. breaks my heart um yeah. And I just remember watching, like I forget what that documentary thing was called. You know, like when all the boys are like in front of that orange screen thing, and when Harry's crying about like the hate he was receiving on Twitter, like oh
0: yeah, um, that was that awesome was like
1: tough. the worst thing of my life, and that was the video my friend was looking at. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and like when Louis like almost started crying and his like voice broke, like wow, that mm-hmm. just
0: yeah, because wow. you realize like hey, they're just like us, things yeah, they're not like celebrities cry to... too feeling emotions Um, yeah yeah so then when they're asked how long the break will be they've sort of I've sort of summed up some of the responses that they've given um, Mm -hmm. over a couple of different interviews Uh, Louis said we don't know yet like how long it will be we don't really want to put a time on it because then that puts pressure on it so we're just going to enjoy this time to do what we want to do Uh, Liam said at one point the break will be a lot shorter than what a lot of people think Um, Louis also confirmed he said we pledge that we're coming back and then Harry said we have been touring each year since 2011 and we have made an album each year for five years now we're taking a one year break most artists don't tour constantly that's why we're taking now a break so like on the one hand you have Louis saying we don't know we don't have a time limit sort of set we just we're gonna like play it by year and then, on the other hand, Liam and Harry are saying it's a year, or it's shorter than people think. Um, so it's a little bit, like, confusing, because, I don't know, what do you What do you think on this?
1: Yeah, this is interesting. I think, I don't know, maybe Harry didn't mean to say, like, one year, like, maybe they weren't supposed to say that. I, I don't know, it's interesting. And also, like, I don't know what to make of the break will be a lot shorter than what a lot of people think, mm-hmm. um, just because I'm wondering, like, what he thinks people think, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know what the general consensus of what people think um, but I think like I've been saying think so many times in this past like two (laughs) seconds but um, I feel that most people think it's going to be a year-ish two years Mm -hmm. like if that happens so um, yeah I don't know it's interesting
0: it definitely confuses me because also they've been pretty adamant and I think this is more of a uh, just something that they're they're just deciding to say, not maybe, like, exactly what's actually going on. But they've been yeah. um, saying, we don't really have plans yet for the next year. Like, we're really focusing on that, like, releasing the album and we can't look too far ahead, which they always seem to say. Um, yeah. So, like, maybe they really don't have plans, but I can imagine you'd want to have something set up. Because while it's nice to, like, take a break and go sit at home, like, you can't just... S- like spend all your time leasing around not doing anything you know like yeah they deserve a break but I don't think it's healthy not to do anything I know like well, when I come home and over also, like, the mentally, summer my yeah. mom's yeah my mom's always like Caitlin like you can't sit around the house you have to do something so yeah mentally too like you want to say
1: yeah because I mean like obviously like they've just been going 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 for five years but I feel like um that's um, their personality, they all seem like they all like having projects. Like I can't imagine Harry like sitting and doing nothing for like a year. Um, so I feel like, um, it would just be nice for them to choose what projects they want to do, but it's like less stress. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I think it's like, it's going to be good.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Now moving on to some of the more information we've gotten about the songs, um, the boys in the interviews have been asked about the album title and why it's called Made in the A.M. and Niall said there's a song on the album with the lyric Made in the A.M. But we did not. We did also spend a lot of time doing late night sessions and stuff in like that in the studio. Um, and Louis said a lot of the time we did it after shows, writing sessions after the shows, and it kind of just seemed to be the way we've done it now for the last two or three albums. Um, so I think we kind of all sort of, uh, got that from the title, um, that they were actually making the album in the AM, but, yeah. uh, yeah, it's been confirmed. And I think the song Niall's talking about is AM <laughs> that has the lyrics guess. made in the AM in it.
1: Yeah. Um, it still just kills me. Like when they ask like why, cause this is pretty, I mean, I don't know, this is a little less self-explanatory than four, but it just killed me when like interviewers asked like why they named their last album four. Like, as Mm -hmm. if there needs to be an explanation, like, that just killed me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, like, you only get, like, four, like, questions, and that's the one you're going to ask, honestly. I know. (laughs) Uh Um, So then in terms of the sound of the album, uh, they've been, Liam and Louis were talking about how it definitely goes back, like, to the 80s, some 80s vibes. And I think they've said that since, like, Midnight Memories, that they're really taking, like, old school music. So I don't know how different it's going to be from, like the past albums we've seen from them Yeah. Um, but they're still getting inspiration from them and then also an interviewer uh was got the chance to listen to the song history uh and when he talked about it with Liam and Louis uh he said there was definitely some older vibes uh in that particular song um which is interesting because it's called history um <laughs> Um, but I think it's interesting also when you look at that um, the video clip from that interview uh, that Louis seemed really genuinely like he really cared if the guy liked that song. Like the guy was like, oh, yeah, history, it was good. And Louis like, really, did you actually think it was good? And like, like he, you could tell he he really cared about what his actual opinion is, because, you know, interviews, interviewers are obviously not going to say they didn't like the song when like you're yeah. interviewing One Direction. But
1: yeah,
0: um, I just thought it was cute how uh, Louis reacted that is cute Um, and then also some of the boys have been talking about their favorite songs from the album and what a feeling is a favorite song of Liam and Louis Louis said it had a nice groove it's slightly different than what they normally do uh, and that it's a feeling good song and then Liam called it a chill car number and said that newer fans might like it Um, so that's definitely a song to look out for what a feeling uh and then liam said i want to write you a song is his favorite and he wishes he actually wrote the song so i'm thinking that might be a song that's written by uh no one in the band maybe i don't know Mm. uh and then never enough liam said it was a party time song i love the descriptions they give (laughs) like the party time song Mm -hmm. and there's a bit where he screams come on and then that Brought, brought like flashbacks back to like come on come on which, wow yeah that's a jam i like that it song. really is and then lastly we have hey angel um harry's been tweeting some more lyrics from the song he tweeted hey angel tell me do you ever try to come to the other side so yeah i think a lot of people are thinking this could be about someone who passed away which we talked about uh is that where you where's your head at for this kara
1: yeah, that's what I was guessing. And also, did we know if Harry wrote on the song? Um, I'm not sure. It's it seems like he would because he um
0: has been tweeting a lot about it, but I've heard rumors that he hasn't written on it. So I'll be really interested because it obviously he doesn't really tweet that much about One Direction songs, and this one seems pretty yeah. important to him. So I don't know. Yeah.
1: That's very interesting.
0: Yeah. Then we're moving on to some news about Zayn. He got a band, apparently. I mean, it's not completely confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it's, like, pretty legitimate. Um, Barry Squire Music put a post on Facebook thanking people who had auditioned unknowingly to be part of the backup band for, like, an unknown artist. He said, um, thanks to all the girl musicians and female vocalists that sent in blind email submissions last month, the management for Zane Malik, former One Direction, made their own selections based on your email submissions and YouTube slash social media. Zane personally made selections from the audition I organized last week and chose the following musicians to be in the live band to support his new solo album. Ariana Powell on guitar... Liso Sujung Lee on guitar, Nava Morris as background vocals, Chandler Joey Stewart on background vocals, Brian London on keys, and David Myers Jr. on drums. Thanks to over 35 musicians that devoted their afternoon this week. Um, so I think it's completely crazy that these people like did a blind audition. I can't even... like. How would you feel if you got a blind audition or, sorry, a... Uh, unknowing like audition um to like audition for like a random artist and then you find out that it's Zayn Malik how would you feel?
1: I like don't even I can't even comprehend like I, we were texting and I was thinking like these people are already like famous like we're you know like they their pictures and like their names are already known by millions of people in the in the world and they haven't done anything with Zayn yet and they they're already basically famous and basically this just kind of um cements or just, like, guarantees at least a little bit of success. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's going to be really cool. And also, they're all really beautiful, and it's just crazy to me. Um, So that's going to be a very good-looking, like, group of people on stage when Zane's on there, too.
0: Yeah, and do you want to talk about, um, like, how a lot of them are women and people of color?
1: Yeah, um, I was really excited to see that. I think that's really, really awesome. Um, and I really just freaking love when people have, um, like, women in um, their band, and uh, women of color especially. I think it's just really cool.
0: Yeah, I thought that was really awesome. Um, so I'll be excited to hear more about this, and does this mean that we're getting new music soon, do you think?
1: I mean, like, it kind of has to, right? Like Yeah, I would um, think so. Yeah, because, like, what are they going to do just like kind of sit around and wait for Zane to be- like this kind of must mean their Zane's must be done sort of like at least with something you know yeah
0: do um the people who play live with an artist also are they the people who help record
1: like the m- musical parts of albums do you know um i think that it can be but i don't think it has doesn't have to be
0: Okay, because I know Niall played some of the guitar bits for, like, the actual recorded studio versions yeah. of, uh, I think, at least four. I don't know about the other albums, but I don't know, like, who actually plays all the parts. So maybe they're helping record the album or just getting ready for live shows. Maybe we're going to mm. see him at an upcoming award ceremony sometime in the future.
1: Yeah, I, I would know. assume it wasn't going to be that, like, November 8th one or whatever it was going to be, because I think that's, that's kind of soon. Soon,
0: yeah. Yeah. I don't, I wonder if it'll be sort of an out of the blue thing where it's a surprise because that's what I feel like is going to happen, but also like it could be something where it's just announced and I don't know and I'm scared, I guess. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> honestly just like a, I don't even know. We just have to be ready for everything, but we'll never be ready enough.
0: No. One Direction will guarantee that.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Um. Okay. Now moving on to AMA nominations. Um, The American Music Awards will be broadcast live on Sunday, November 22nd at 8 o'clock Eastern Time at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. And and AMAs are like an award show that is sort of formed after the Grammys. So it's like kind of different from the Grammys and it's determined by a poll of the public and music buyers rather than like a group of um, like music professionals or whatever. Um, and One Direction was nominated for Artist of the Year, and they're up against people like Megan Trainor, Taylor Swift, Sam Smith, um, Ariana Grande, and then also they are nominated for Favorite Duo or Group in the Pop Rock section, and they're up against Maroon 5 and Walk the Moon. Um, so I don't know if they'll win Artist of the Year, but I think they could definitely pull Favorite Duo or Group. What do you think? Yeah.
1: Um, I think that they have really tough competition in Artist of the Year, um, but I could definitely see them coming out on top for the group one. Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, and then our last news story for today is that Harry broke his accessory navicular. um, God. (laughs) Which is his foot, pretty much, part of his foot, um, I guess when you're younger and you say you broke your foot, you never really like pay attention to the fact that there's like tons of bones in your foot. And that can mean like a whole bunch of things. You (laughs) kind of just like imagine it
1: just like splitting in half. Like that's kind of what I picture.
0: (laughs) Exactly. But um, no, he broke his accessory navicular and pictures started coming out online of him wearing a boot in some interviews. It was like on different interviewers, Snapchats. Um, And he ended up confirming the break in an interview with Niall um where both of them ended up talking about their broken feet because now it's like lux who is lou teesdale's daughter has broken her foot nile's broken his foot and harry's broken his foot which is just crazy and all the same side yeah it's so weird like who's next isn't it so creepy like why did this happen all at once i don't get it
1: i don't know it's creepy to me do they like anger a spirit or something like i don't know probably Mm
0: -hmm. Um, so Niall broke his sesamoid and Harry broke his accessory navicular and the accessory navicular is an extra bone or piece of cartilage located on the inner side of the foot just above the arch it is incorporated with the posterior tibial tendon which attaches in his this area um so it's like an extra bone does that mean, like, everyone has
1: it? If it's an extra bone or, like, I don't know. I that. heard that it not everyone has it, which is very interesting, that he would break this, like, hipster bone, like, that no one <laughs> even has. Like, of course he would, like, of anything. Like, I mean, he does have a bunch of extra body parts, and by that I just mean two extra nipples. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, of course he would have, like, extra bones.
0: Yep. Uh, and when asked uh, how he broke it, he said, I did mine on stage, rolled it. So, I don't know if, like, anyone has footage, but if you do, like, if you know when he rolled this foot and broke it, he probably doesn't know exactly when, or I don't know if we caught it on film, but, yeah. Um, and then Niles is apparently a stress back- fracture that he doesn't really know when it happened, but it means he had to have his boot for a long time. But I think now he only has, like, a week left or something, so hopefully he'll be out of the boot soon.
1: Oh, nice. Nice is not wearing his on stage, and I just see so many people getting upset at him, and I'm upset with him, too, because it's just not going to end well, and, like, your foot's going to get keep like getting worse if, like, you put it in YSL, like, boots with no, like, arch support and cushioning, and just, Harry, wear your goddamn boot that you're supposed to be wearing. I know, I, I literally
0: saw him jump up onto one of the platforms, but rather than what? jumping up, like, first with his good foot, he jumped up, so he landed like first on his bad foot I was like Harry you're gonna hurt it more stop it oh my god
1: like if he if we like come back in one direction like comes back in like a year and like he has like I don't even know I just don't know like he's gonna have like the boot I mean the foot is still gonna be broken because he didn't freaking wear the boot
0: I know I think we need to talk to YSL or Saint Laurent or whatever you say Saint Laurent (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've been practicing in my fashion class how to say these names when I give presentations, which is just—it's mm-hmm. all so hard. Um, mm-hmm. But they need to make him a glitter boot, and I've seen pictures online of like sparkly glitter like boot. When I'm when I'm talking boot, it's like the cast boot type thing rather than yeah, just you know his regular glitter boots. Yes, um, but I think I think that needs to happen.
1: I think so too, because maybe you would actually wear it then.
0: All right, so let's move into our main discussion, which this week is all about the new single, or I don't know, is it a single? Do you, yeah, I'm, I'm
1: pretty sure it is, because they're going to have a, um, a music video for it, so.
0: Right, right, that's what I would assume, um, and it's called Perfect, uh, and it was released early on Friday morning, like, I don't know what time it was uh, in, like, England, but here it was, like, 2.30 in the morning on the eastern mm-hmm. coast of the U.S., um, so I was like, Ah, One D, like doing this to us again. Early mornings, not yeah. that I did. Like, you stay up, up or it. no? No, no. Oh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, I, I just didn't, slept like listened to it until, like, way, like later the next day.
1: Yeah, I have to give props to everyone who stayed up who um, lives in the U.S. or other places, who stayed up uh, waiting for it. I was just like, it was like 11 o'clock. And I'm like, you know what? I love sleep. I'm just going to wake up and like have a nice 1D single like waiting for me when I wake up. Um, mm-hmm. That's where my values lie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same. Because I just didn't have it in me. Um, but this song is written by Julian Benetta, Jacob K. Kasher, Anne McDonald, John Ryan, Samuel Shatkin, Louis Tomlinson, and Harry Styles. And like Kara mentioned, there is going to be a music video. And there's been a couple like photos released, like stills from the music video um, that were taken at the Intercontinental Hotel in New York Times, New York's Times Square. Um, And what do you think of the photos so far, Kara?
1: Um, I think it looks pretty cool. Like, um, I'm not sure. It doesn't seem to have much of a story, but I bet it's going to be, like, really beautifully shot. And I really like the, the like, light and just the atmosphere of, like, the hotel, the big windows I like, give off.
0: Yeah, it's a really pretty hotel. Uh, and yeah. It looks like it's going to be really a pretty, like, I don't know about plot-wise, yeah, but pretty at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and it's directed by Sophie Mueller, who's worked with Lana Del Rey and Robin Thicke before. Um, and, and a bunch like, of it, other
1: people.
0: Yeah, and a bunch of other people. Um, but it's, I think it's going to be released sometime this week, I heard, or next week, but sometime soon, uh, which I would predict that anyway with it having come out. Um, so is there anything that you'd like to see from the music video after hearing the song?
1: Um, I'm not sure. I just would like to see a lot of nice shots, Um, you know, looking through windows um and I've liked the outfits that they've chosen so far so I'm excited to see like if they have more outfit changes because I think there was a a couple of different outfits they showed but um yeah Mm -hmm. I'm excited that's always a great part of One Direction music videos is like the interesting stylistic choices
0: yeah definitely and we'll have to see if it's the same stylist who styled Drag Me Down um I forget his name but we'll we'll talk about it when we do talk about the music video yeah um So, yeah. So, what is your listening story when you first, like, how did you first hear the song? Like, what were your first reactions to hearing Perfect?
1: Okay. So, this is, like, actually kind of weird. So, um, I, in, like, my dream, like, leading up to when I woke up, um, there was a YouTuber who was about to play the song Perfect, and we were, like, swimming in a pool, um, and it was Gigi Gorgeous. I don't know if anyone watches her, but she's Rebecca,
0: great. my sister, is obsessed with her. She, like, yeah, is, like she's like, awesome. you have to watch her.
1: So Yeah, you should. <laughs> I've heard she's stories. So cool. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. But anyway, so we were swimming in a pool, and she was about to play Perfect, and I was like, no, wait, I don't want to listen yet. So I was, like, plugging my ears, and then somehow, like, that made me, like, wake up because I realized, I guess, in my dream that Perfect actually had come out so I could listen to it, so I popped out of bed at, like eight o'clock in the morning and I was like oh my god like it it was like Christmas morning you know like when you're just so excited for like to unwrap presents um yeah so I was just like oh my god One Direction new single and it was like eight o'clock and I've never like sprung out of bed before but you know I had to for this um, mm-hmm. and I put it in my, I put my headphones in cause my roommate was still sleeping and I guess I might've blasted it a little too loudly because, um, I think my roommate, roommate woke up and she's like, Kara, could you like turn your headphones down a little bit? I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Um, so I was just like, <laughs> I was just like quietly like jamming out and like to like my quiet headphones. And then, um, I really liked it on first listen. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you did, but, um. Yeah, I really liked it. And I love when I like a first song on first listen. So that was exciting. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I totally get the Christmas thing. Like, that's why I love like saving the albums and like listening, like over a period of time rather than listening all at once, like saving it like for different hours of the day to listen to a new album, because it's just like so much excitement. And like, you just got to keep the good and like spread it out. Um, but my first listen, so I went to spinning on Friday morning. It was like, it like, is a hard, it's hard to get out of bed on Friday morning when you don't have class, but I have a spinning class at 8am. I was like, okay, I'll go today. Cause I didn't go last week or the week before, which I had gone home and was busy. So I did have excuses, but, um. Uh Yeah and then I got back and my roommate was still here and like I knew I didn't want to listen to it because she tends to talk to me in the morning which is fine (laughs) but like the One Direction song came out and I really needed to listen but I didn't want to just be interrupted and have to like pause it and like talk to her and then like keep going with like listening. I wanted to just be able to listen all at once. So I had to wait for her to get out of the room and she like was still there and talking to me. And I was like texting Kara, like, Oh my God, like, when is she going to leave? She's putting on yeah, her it was a now. long time like, too. It, it really was. It was like 45 minutes or like an hour that I was waiting for her to leave the room so that I could listen to the song. Yeah. Um, and then I listened and my first reaction, I don't know. It's probably similar to just how I think of the song overall. But I, I mean, just hearing the first notes, I just was like, oh, oh my God, this sounds like a country, like uh, electronic country song or something. I was very mm-hmm. confused. Um, but we'll definitely get into uh, all of what we think of the song. Um, did you think like, I guess for, no, let's go into listener reactions first. Okay. Um, we got a whole bunch of feedback from our listeners, um, which is totally awesome about the song. Uh, Do you want to just go back and forth with these?
1: Yeah, sure. Do you want me to start? Sure. Okay, so Louis Queen, um, who is Zooey Stark on Twitter, said, I'm glad my roommate wasn't home the first time I heard it. I was screaming because Louis starts it and danced all over the place.
0: Uh, And then uh, at anu malik 16 or anu underscore malik 16 on twitter said i absolutely enjoy it it's defo a nice catchy tune to listen to when you're in the car though i do wish the other boys sang a little more as harry pretty much sang it all lol um but other than that the music is great
1: um patty or p house 1964 on twitter says that ear- that earworm thing i mentioned um hashtag 1d perfect is playing on repeat in my head if only people around me would stop talking
0: (laughs) uh then johanna fortescue or at johanna underscore elise underscore um said it's incredible i love it it's perfect day
1: um sarah east who is um at sarah marie underscore no sarah (laughs) underscore marie underscore 67 said i love it lyrics are great pretty specific very beginning reminds me of believe by mumford and sons which is cool
0: um then ricky or at ricky said instant favorite
1: um hello spooky or at hello sophie on twitter says gorgeous song and i'm hoping there's an acoustic version as there's way too much auto-tune and the boys don't need it um, there's autotune on Drag Me Down and Infinity, but on this song, which is personal and so full of emotion, it's like a barrier between the listener and the boys. The song is gorgeous. I love the lyrics when Harry sings Rendezvous. Uh,
0: and then finally, Lucia Oberstay, oh, I don't know, at Lucia Oberstay said, I'm obsessed. Obsessed. So it seems like, from our listener, like, the feedback has been pretty positive on the song. Would you say yeah. that? Um, I definitely think... Uh, people were quite in agreement that it was a really good song and they're loving playing it um, and just, like, having it on repeat. Um, I want to talk about what Hello Sophie said about the autotune because I know that was something I talked to you about as well when I first yeah. heard the song, just that it sounded overproduced to me. I don't know if it's necessarily yeah. the au- just the autotune because, I, I mean, I've heard people, like, make arguments as to what autotune actually does, but just, like, the sound sounds quite... Um, like, like there's a lot of technology shoved on it, you know. Like there's echoes playing around, and like their voices sound a little bit more like mechanic-y. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's like a style, but I just. I just would rather I always prefer their music that's more pulled back and doesn't have all that extra stuff. I feel like there's too many. It's like it's like you had like a a middle schooler. Oh, wow. This sounds bad. Like go at it with like GarageBand and they added like way too many layers. You know, I think there's like a few too many that need to be pulled back.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think I agree. I think I agree on some points. I think that I definitely agree that their voices on some parts sounded very mechanic almost, and mm-hmm. um, I feel like the song would have been stepped up even more in my in my eyes if it was more acoustic-y and more um, focused on the instruments. I think uh, rather than yeah. the like the technology, the synth sounds. Wow, we are really we are really technological <laughs> like technologically um, inept, but um, that's okay. Um, so. Yeah I think I agree and we're gonna get into it but like some of the sound effects they added in there was just a little (laughs) little questionable for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah um so like for those for the sound effects type things what did you think of the sound of the song and then we're gonna move into like lyrics as well after.
1: So how did did you feel yeah
0: how did you think the sound of the song
1: was? Okay, so when I was first listening to it, it was so weird because I can't like pinpoint a genre it fits into. Because yeah. like in the beginning of the song, like I agree, it sort of sounded country, and then mm-hmm. like when um then when uh, Liam gets in, it sounds so boy bandy and so like it really like takes me back to like their first two albums. Um,
0: yeah, same. I
1: I don't know like Liam's voice doesn't. It, I mean, technically in my eyes, it's uh, his voice. I think is the most boy bandy, which isn't a bad thing. Um, but mm-hmm. I think that. Um, it just sounded really like old school 1D. And I'm not sure that that's what they were going for. But that's like what I was getting from it. And then when the chorus comes on, it sounds like more the route they're going for, like more um progressive. Um, yeah. So it's just so weird. Like there's so much going on in one song that I'm not sure. I think it might have been better if like they took the tone and the sounds from the the chorus and like made it throughout the entire song and like, that's made exactly
0: it fit. how I feel like the chorus is my favorite part I actually really, yeah. really like the chorus I think it's awesome um me and too. I just wish that was what the style they chose for the whole thing because in a way it kind of feels a bit disjointed listening to the song for me
1: yeah um, a little bit
0: Um, and like, I agree that I think parts of it definitely take me back to their first couple of albums. So like, I'm like, well, this isn't like too different of a style. This is more like going back. Um, but then the chorus, even though I don't think it's, um, I think it's still more poppy than some of the songs we've seen, like with story of my life or strong, which I really like those vibes. This, the, the chorus of, of perfect reminded me more of like the drag me down style where it was that kind of like, exactly maroon five slash like uh god dang i always call them radioactive but i know that's the song not the band
1: (laughs) imagine (laughs) dragons
0: imagine dragons (laughs) like that (laughs) type of vibe um but then like the non-chorus parts were more like old school pop 1d Um, yeah
1: especially the pre-chorus i'd say
0: yeah definitely um so do you think any particular songs uh from old albums reminded you of this song
1: Um, I'm not sure if like the, if musically it did, but some of the lyrics like triggered like, um, comparisons to like old songs. Like when it's what the lyrics are, like when I first saw you from across the room, that reminds me of, I think it's stole my heart. I think when it's like, Mm -hmm. they're talking about like when I saw you across the room and then like the whole like song itself sort of reminds me of like, um, uh, live while we're young vibes just because it's like sort of like a friends with benefits type song. Um, yeah or like
0: I was thinking Alive. Um, oh yeah like the true. The theme of yeah. the song reminded me of Alive a lot because also mm. they're at a party in that song and they oh, see yeah. a person and then this song they're at a party and they see a person. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> that reminded me. And, and then also the sound I think trying to figure out why i don't like illusion which i've mentioned recently um mm-hmm. is that it does have a lot of that extra layers that sound less like that sound more technologically or whatever techno <laughs> um and so like that it reminded me some bits reminded me of illusion um not hmm. to say that i don't like this song or that it's on the level of illusion for me but like, oh God, i don't
1: know <laughs> yeah
0: um Yeah. So then how do you think now that we have perfect infinity and drag me down, how do you feel about the album coming out? Do you think it's going to sound a lot like the like, does this give a good representation of what the album will be? Or do you think they're just showing sort of one, one like sector of what the album will be? And we'll have maybe another side that's more like happily strong um, story of my life type vibes.
1: I'm just really never sure, because I don't think... I think it might be a little too early to say, just because Mm -hmm. in the past, One Direction's albums have been, I don't want to say disjointed, but sort of like a conglomeration of a bunch of different things, um, and a bunch of different styles, so I think that... um, uh, I think... I don't know, I'm excited for the album. Um, And um, I can see, like, parts of all three of these songs, like, how they all, like, flow together, and I think that actually... Um, i was gonna ask you before but i think that um it's in uh this song i just totally forgot what it's called perfect is a good connecting mm-hmm. factor between drag me down and infinity and i was like, listening to it in the order that's on the album so drag me down then perfect and then infinity and i think it like does like such a good job of like transitioning from like the like huge like sounds of like drag me down and then perfect which is like a good mix of the two and then infinity which is like a more slow like calming sound um so i mm-hmm. think it's like a good it's it was a good order, and it's interesting that they chose three songs to release, um, in the order that they are in the album.
0: Yeah, I think that is true. They do definitely have similar sounds. Like those three songs do fit together for me. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think they're too different from each other, which makes me think like, is that do those three songs just happen to be like that, or is that more representative yeah. of the whole album? Um, mm-hmm. And I really think it's too early. I agree. It's hard to tell because like if you take. Uh, four you could choose three songs off that that sound more alike but that doesn't mean they're gonna sound like the other songs on the album you know exactly yeah Um. so do you think perfect is a good single do you think it was like a wise
1: choice to choose this one or I don't know because like I really yeah. like it I think it's like a really catchy tune and like I found it's been stuck in my head for days on end and I like mm-hmm. jamming out to it Um. but I'm just not sure that like it's I don't know, um, the way they want to go and, like, the progressive um, vibes they want to show. Um, I'm not sure. What do you think? Yeah, I think... I don't know if
0: it's, like... It's not going to be... I feel like it won't be a very good song, like, radio play-wise. I don't know if people are going to be, um, like, rec- besides, like, One Direction people, like, are is that going to be a song that we hear on the radio a lot? I'm not sure. Um, and then... Also yeah, I agree that maybe they should choose some songs that are more progressive as the singles. I think a lot of people were disappointed with the singles that they chose for um for like Steal My Girl that wasn't everyone's favorite song and it was mm-hmm. much more like uh more like their old albums and I'm like feeling that that's what could be going on with this song. I feel like it's more like their old albums rather than something new, I guess. Mhm. Because, mm-hmm. like, Story of My Life was a single that did really well and I think got a ton of airplay on the radio. And that one wasn't very poppy. Um, yeah. Or, I mean, it was pop, but it wasn't, like, the old old school One Direction pop. Um, yeah. You know? So it's, like, what if they had chosen songs like like that vibe? How yeah. well would they do, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so let's move into our song analysis or lyrical lyric analysis um for uh perfect what did you think of the title when you saw the title perfect do you like that Um,
1: title i'm not sure i mean it fits with the song but it it sounded it just reminded me of the five seconds of summer song she looks so perfect Mm -hmm. um that's what i always think of but um i'm not sure i think it fits
0: i don't know how i feel about the word perfect in general like is anything really perfect i don't know Um, maybe that's like why they
1: chose it because like they know like it's sort of like a play because it's like
0: yeah i guess because it's the ironic love song yeah um okay so louis opens the song which people were really excited about because usually he doesn't open songs i think do does liam still do the most of the opening songs or has it changed a bit
1: i feel like it has sort of changed i feel like niall has been sort of opening songs recently but Mm -hmm. i could be wrong
0: but it was nice to see Louis opening it, um, hearing his yeah. voice right away. Um, yep. And the first little bit is, I might never be your knight in shining armor. I might never be the one to take you home to mother. And I might never be the one who brings you flowers. But I can be the one, be the one tonight. Um, <laughs> so, uh, So I guess he's... The, the person is talking to a person. It seems like it's a you, which is carried on throughout the song. Um, yeah. So this is like maybe I would say like a romantic relation or not romantic, but a, a, a love type interest or, yeah. you know, hookup interest. Yeah. Um, the lines be the one tonight makes it seems more like a hookup or friends with benefits type thing, uh, yeah. than like a long term serious thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I said, when I first heard this, it was very, like, techno country to me, and, like, it felt quite overproduced. Because, like, Louie's voice is really nice, but, like, it felt like they just put too much on top of it, like, too many layers or something. Yeah. Um, and then also, the lyrics for this one. I know I said to Kara that it sounds a bit cheesy with the knight in shining army armor and taking home to mother and the flowers, Um and she kind of said that. Uh, well, what was your response to that instead of me talking for you? <laughs> um,
1: I don't really remember what I was saying to you, but I, I, like, um, in thinking about it now, I wish they had like subverted the cheesy imagery and like made it more ironic. Like, I'm not really sure like what they could have done, but maybe like if you're not looking for, or if you're looking for someone who'll never bring you flowers or something, like someone you want to like hide from your mother or something like that. Like, I don't know, just like the like if you like worded it differently, I think it could have been like used. It would have been more interesting, I think. Um, yeah,
0: that's a really good point.
1: Um, um, uh, yeah, but also, I think, yeah. Uh, why don't you say what you, you your opinions are?
0: Um, yeah, because I thought it was, like, kind of cheesy with all this together. And, like, it could be purposeful that they took very cliche phrases. Um, I think we've all seen these phrases a million times in not not really songs necessarily, but, like, in just Hello. life in general, we, we hear these types of things. Um, But if it is a purposeful, like, cheese, then I think it's not, like, done enough in a way that it seems like it's purposeful. It's sort of bordering on that could be, like, just cheesy. I really like what you said about, like, taking it and sort of flipping it, which we talked about Mm -hmm. on our songwriting episode. Taking these different cliches and putting them in a new way. Because I think even I, like, today I heard a cliche phrase and I wrote it down and, like so that I can, when I write my next poem, I can, like, figure out a way to, like, take that phrase and, like, turn it on itself, um, yeah. so that would have been really cool if they'd done that, but, you know, uh, <laughs> and then, um, what did you feel about the word mother?
1: <laughs> I, like, I don't know why, but the first time I heard it, I really cringed, and I kind of cringe each time. I don't know, it just seems sort of, it's so formal to me, and it just sounds so, like, just so off, like, something about it just sounds so off, like, I don't think that, um colloquial like colloquially that's not it but you know what i mean colloquially mm-hmm. um people don't really usually call their mom's mother and um i don't know it just feels uncomfortable to me i like want to say mama like every time like cuz i feel like the in rhyming that would make more sense but also that sort sort of sounds weird either way so i don't yeah. know there's kind of no winning yeah, I there think-
0: I think it is a case of them trying to get the rhyme armor or like the slant rhyme armor mother flowers, like try to make them sound, um, what is that, assonance, right, with the vowels? Um, Yeah, I think so. uh, But I don't think that it worked in a way that was smooth in this case. Um, I think they did a good job when they did steal my girl. They said, mom... Or whatever that seemed more normal, and then I was really like, "Wow, like I understand that situation, mom. That's like what you call them, or whatever." <laughs> but, like, <laughs> um, uh, this one it didn't. It just it made me like sort of more removed because it's so formal. Um, yeah, but like uh, one of our listeners, Sarah underscore Marie underscore sixty seven um, on Twitter said that this is a very specific, like um, very specific uh imagery and they they continue that throughout the song it's quite specific um so i guess that's good uh Mm. in that in that way um do you have anything else to add about this section
1: um not really except i just want to add that this was like when we first heard the weird echo thing and Mm -hmm. um it really creeped me out the first time i listened to it now i kind of tune it out because the first time i heard it it sounded like or i guess it continues to sound like a ghost like trapped in the <laughs> song like it honestly sounds like some they accidentally like um like we're using a Ouija board and like captured a sound and like decided like oh this sounds cool like let me throw it in our next single um oh my but God. also it, it also does sound like Niall's tonality if you like listen to it so I don't know like I what they did haven't to listened Niall well
0: yet but I'll, I'll okay
1: have to. yeah it's just oh. weird I just like want to know what the heck it is and like mm-hmm. like what their thought process was. I think it's, like, interesting, but I also don't really love it.
0: Mm-hmm. I would... I wish we could just hear the songs, not necessarily acoustic, which I love an acoustic album, but, like, just songs without so much production on them. I think that's what it's, like, overproduced yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um... And I know I saw when I went on Tumblr, there was definitely mixed opinions on the song. Some people really liked it, and some were like, ooh, I'm glad you also didn't feel that way, because I feel like everyone loves it, but I feel like it's overproduced or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that was mainly the the complaints that I saw about the song.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Okay, then Liam's comes in next, and he says, when I first saw you from across the room, I could tell you were curious. Oh, yeah. Girl, I hope you're sure what you're looking for, because I'm not good at making promises. Um, And yeah, like I said, this is a quite a specific story, um, which I guess is better songwriting to them where it's much more uh, specific. But I think, I mean, I don't know if it's like this seems like a very common occurrence type thing. It's not necessarily super like one instance that they're thinking of. So like that, that makes it more generalized to me, I guess.
1: Yeah, because, like, um, as much as it's, like, a specific time, but it also um, it also is a storyline that has been seen in a lot of One Direction songs. So, like, yeah. it's it's a kind of a toss-up, like, how specific is it really yeah. in this section. Because yeah. um, the line is
0: pretty much the same,
1: like, yeah.
0: story as this one.
1: Yeah. um, And also, I think that I wrote down here that I feel like a lot of what makes this part very boy bandy for me or very, like, old school 1D um, is, like, the oh, yeahs and the girl part. I think yep, that it just seems... Yeah, I have seems, both of
0: those highlighted. Yeah.
1: yeah. um, It just seems very... I don't know. It's, like, a placeholder that they use and it just seems... It makes it seem very, like, old school 1D.
0: Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of times they've moved away from using... First of all, putting a gender on it, like, girl, and then, like, those kind of thrown it, chucked in phrases they've moved more away from that so i think those two things definitely bring it back and even though they're small they catch your attention for sure yeah um so in this one i sort of as it's sort of an explanation to the story of this song it's like you see a person across the room you make eye contact you're sort of like you know you like there's like some attraction there but, like, I, I don't understand this whole, girl, I hope you're sure what you're looking for. Is that, like, uh, him and him advising this girl that, like, hey, like, I hope you know what you're in for. Like, this isn't going to be a relationship. This isn't commitment. How do you interpret yeah. those lyrics?
1: Yeah, that's the way I took it. It's, like, I hope you know that it's just going to be, like, a hookup-type situation. Um, mm-hmm. Because then the next line, because I'm not good at making promises... So, yeah. I think that sort of just like underlines it. But also, how do you feel about the because I'm not good at making promises line? Because I feel like it's sort of out of place and it doesn't really, f- it just like the sounds of the line just does not fit. Like the promises, mm-hmm. like just, I don't know. It sort of long. just sounds kind of like there's too many yeah.
0: Uh, syllables.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, I, think
0: so. I I feel like that in a lot of these parts, especially when Liam sings, there is, it kind of sounds to me a bit like talking a yeah. lot of the lines mm-hmm. rather than singing they're sort of like when I first saw you from across the room I could tell that you were curious girl I hope you're sure like it's kind of like very talky um rather than more sing to me and I think um, that adds to the awkwardness of so many syllables I mean the awkwardness of the so many syllables adds to the fact that it sounds very talky uh, yeah. for me
1: um yeah I don't think it's like anything Liam's doing I think it's more of the lines Oh, I yeah, like the no, way I don't think it's yeah. Liam.
0: I think yeah. it's just how the song is. Mm-hmm. Um, but now moving into the chorus, which I love, so, like, more positivity. <laughs> <laughs> um, the chorus is sung by Harry. Um, though we do see in the live, um, live music... It, no, wow, what am I saying? The live performance of the song, which they have done now um, a couple times. Uh, the boys do sing the chorus with Harry, but on the album it's really... You can hear Harry. I mean, his voice is, all, is the loudest. Um, mm-hmm. And the lines are, but if you like causing trouble up in hotel rooms, and if you like having secret little rendezvous, if you like t- to do the things you know that we shouldn't do, baby, I'm perfect. Baby, I'm perfect for you. How do you think Harry sounds on the chorus?
1: Um, really great. I just love the chorus a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the rhyming between hotel rooms and rendezvous. Or rendezvous, mm-hmm. I think. I just, I love that um, It feels rhyming. very
0: sexy to me. Like, now, <laughs> first of all, the word rendezvous is a sexy word. <laughs> and then you have it mixed with, like, the hotel rooms and, like, doing things we shouldn't do. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's very fun. It's very playful. Um, yeah. I do love that word. I, I was saying to Kara, like, who do you think came up with that? And was Louis like, wow, get that vocabulary like he usually yeah, does? you know
1: he would um, be. Unless he, like, came up with it by himself. And then I'm sure he'd be giving himself a pat on the, a pat on the back.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you think there's any, um, besides something more sexual, do you have, like, another explanation for this sort of, um, this little stanza here?
1: Um, I'm not sure. I think it's pretty pretty pointed. Like what they're trying to imply, but it it's also um, still pretty um, subtle. I think it's sort of like the kind of like um, boyish charm slash like um, like skirting around the word sex without saying it because like that you see in like all their other songs really. And Mm -hmm. like I'm thinking of like Live While We're Young, like how they talked about it, but they didn't like actually blatantly say it. It was more it's more obvious and like no control and stuff like that. But this is. Uh, um, getting back to more of the like, um, I don't know, skirting around the issue. I think. Um, also, yeah. I really liked this gif I saw of Harry, um, like the comparison between Harry singing "If You Like Causing Trouble" up in hotel rooms, and then like what he would actually do. And it was just him like knocking over a water bottle oh. and then like standing <laughs> it back up because that's very uh-huh. Harry, and I could never see him like ever messing up a hotel room like on purpose and like leaving it for someone to clean up. Um, yeah. And, like, like, I that. feel like – oh, no, okay. go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, What I was just going to say is, like, I feel like I always want to, like, mess up a hotel room, but I never could actually do it because I think that I would feel way too guilty and I could never have someone clean up my mess for me. Like, are you kidding? I could never do that. Um, yeah. And I feel like if I was with someone who wanted to slash did mess up a hotel room, I feel like that's a very good indicator of, like – someone I wouldn't want to be with just because I think that's a very entitled thing to do. I don't, I'm not calling this like calling Harry entitled or one direction entitled. I'm just saying that like in general for me, I think, um, yeah, no, I that wouldn't it's like, be, it's like, yeah,
0: people who treat their wait, waiters and waitresses yep. mm-hmm. and that type of Yeah.
1: Thing. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: but yeah, I think that's sort of the other interpretation that I had besides like causing trouble, which could be like, uh, like sex or whatever. I think it could also be just like, you know, there's that typical stereo whatever type of rock stars, like, trashing hotel rooms. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that's necessarily what they meant, but I think that's the other interpretation that you could have. Yeah. Um, and then, how about the Baby, I'm Perfect, Baby, I'm Perfect for you? What do you feel about those?
1: Um, I think that... I don't know. I don't really know. I don't think I have a big opinion on that. I think it just sort of, it sounds cool. And I think it's interesting that they chose the word perfect, because that's a very powerful word that's literally saying Mm -hmm. like, you're perfect for someone, even though this is just gonna be like a one night stand or a friends with benefits type deal. Um, Right.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I agree. It's definitely a strong word. Um, Oh, and then I forgot about the line above that. If you like doing the things, you know, that we shouldn't do. I was just thinking, like, is it things that they shouldn't do? I mean, trashing a hotel room, right? Like, I get that. But like, I don't know, hooking up is not necessarily like something someone shouldn't do you know sexual revolution freedom to do what you want
1: (laughs) yeah yeah this is I guess just still like in our society it's not always looked down or always looked upon as like the correct way of having a relationship so I think that's probably what they're um referencing there yeah Uh
0: uh-huh um and so like just the sound of this chorus compared to the other song I just I really really like it and I think like the actual the um, production on the chorus there is sort of like this buzzing type sound in the background I don't know what instrument it is or whatever but I'm really digging it like I really like it and then over top that you have Harry singing and I don't think there's as much production which makes me like it more than on the other parts there's a lot of like echoes and weird ghosts in the background (laughs) like (laughs) so yeah that's what makes me really like uh, the chorus more Yeah. Um, Okay, then moving on to the next bit of the chorus that Harry continues to sing. Um, And if you like midnight driving with the windows down, and if you like going places we can't even pronounce, if you like to do whatever you've been dreaming about, baby, you're perfect, baby, you're perfect. So let's start right now. Um, So we're going to get into the comparisons with Taylor Swift's style after we go through the song analysis, so that'll Mm -hmm. be coming up. But um, so again, these ones I do quite like the specificity of the driving around at night in secret, like not wanting to be found by the paparazzi or by whoever might be looking for them. Like going to different cities, driving aimlessly. Um, I do think these are more specific and less less of a story that we've seen before from one Ra- one direction. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I like it. I just love like references to like, midnight driving, because I think that's a very, like, um specific feeling, and I think um, most people mm-hmm. can relate to that, just, like, mm-hmm. the feeling of, like, you don't, you don't really have anywhere to go, but you're just driving around, like, with someone, and just, like, having a little adventure, and I think that driving a night always kind of seems like an adventure, so I like mm-hmm. that um image that, like, that line calls to mind.
0: Yeah, and who was it, Um, we read a comment, was it, or maybe we're reading, a, I don't know, one of our listeners talked about these being uh some of her favorite lines just because it was more fun and I definitely agree um just the whole chorus is really fun but these lines in particular like I definitely have an image of what's going on
1: yeah and Um, I love the little like um I called it the drop but it's not really a drop but like the little like pause between the first part of the chorus and the second part I would just love like the build-up and then like the little the little drop I guess that happens mm -hmm. and I think it's just like so fun to just jam out to I think
0: Yeah, I think the chorus also, the way Harry, um, sings the lines, there's, like, a couple of pauses, like, um, just the beat, it's like, and if you like min like, it's, like, it's got that pause, start on, off type thing. Yeah. Um, that makes it very, like, have a very distinct beat and, like, very jam-worthy. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good term to describe it with. (laughs) Um. And then I don't, I'm trying to interpret the line. If you think, if you like to do whatever you've been dreaming about, I don't know. So this is talking to the girl or whatever, um, about what this, this girl has been dreaming about. Cause it says you, I'm just wondering like, what, what is he, this is kind of vague for me? I don't know what this person's been dreaming about. Do you have any ideas?
1: Um, it just reminds me of that line in Alive. Oh, I can't remember what it is. It's like, she whispered in my ear, something I can't repeat or something. Mm -hmm. Um, so this sort of is like, reminds me of something, maybe that something that she's been thinking about, but doesn't, doesn't feel like she can do. And then this is like one direction saying she can do it. Um, that's what it reminds me of. But also, also I want to, um, before I forget the line that's like, and if you like going places we can't even pronounce, I saw a bunch of people putting that next to like Zane, a gif of Zane when he, um, thought Miami was pronounced um, Mal-bombi and it just it just (laughs) really brought me back in time and it made me sad because that was a great (laughs) time
0: yep One Direction always makes One Direction fans always make One Direction songs about One Direction
1: yes
0: (laughs) um so yeah um yeah I don't know what this person's been dreaming about I wonder if it's like them like following their dreams of this other person is famous as well and like this is what they've been dreaming of their whole life, like following their career or whatever. Mm. Um, I saw some suggestions about that, but I don't know how it fits into the whole, um, song as well. Yeah. And then on the baby, you're perfect. This is a change. Cause the first time he sings it, he says, baby, I'm perfect. Yeah. I'm perfect for you. And now he's saying, baby, you're perfect. Baby, you're perfect. So it's like, you're perfect for me this time. Um, like, if you want some type of, because like, at first he's like, um, I'm perfect for you if you want some type of adventure. And now now he's saying, like, you're perfect for me if you're looking for someone who likes that type of adventure. Like, secretive, like, um, I guess, like, driving at night, like, staying away from people type of relationship. So I thought that mm-hmm. was interesting. That is interesting. Um, and then I was also trying to figure out, like, because at the beginning they see this person at a party And now it's like, is this, is this still sort of in that moment, seeing, like, standing at the party, like, they've made eye contact with the person, and now this whole story is playing through um, the speaker's head, where, like, you'll be, like, just still looking across the room, like, playing this whole idea of what could happen, and, like, you're perfect for me if that's what you want, but they haven't even met yet, or is this a continuation, like, they've already gone to the hotel room, and, like, had that rendezvous like how do you see it timeline wise
1: yeah it's interesting because it sort of seems like it could be like an ongoing relationship like an ongoing friends with benefits type thing or it could just be like a like what you were saying like they haven't even done anything yet they were just like imagining what it could be mm-hmm. um so I, I think it could yeah. be either way really
0: mm-hmm. um I agree So then we have Niall's part, or did you have anything else to say? Nope. Okay, so then we have Niall's part. Um, I might never be the hand you put your heart in, or the arms that you hold, that hold you anytime you want them, but that don't mean that we can't live here in the moment, because I can be the one you love from time to time. Um, So like I said earlier, these non-chorus parts are quite talky, um, but I do like this one better than Liam's little pre chorus thing. Yeah. I really like the first line in particular. And I think this Me is too. what we talked about um, sort of taking a, f- a phrase that's very um, hackneyed and then twisting it. Um, so the phrase that Niles or the, that this lyric is playing off on is put your heart in my hands. And like when someone holds their heart in your hands or whatever, they're like, you've given them th- your heart. Um, but yeah. now, instead of saying it that way, it's like, I might never be the hand you put your heart in. It's just, it's kind of different. It gives, I don't know, it kind of gives, um, what is the word? Uh, like, the authority over to the person giving their heart, I yeah. guess. Um, I'm blanking out on the word. Well, how agency. do you interpret the line? Yeah, agency, that's the word. It gives mm-hmm. agency. Like, I'm I'm never going to be the hands that you place your heart in rather than, like, I don't know. It's interesting. What do you think of it?
1: Yeah, I think this is, I love this line so much. I wrote it down. Like, this is one of my favorite lines of the entire song. And I think, um, like, what you were saying, I think it's just because the wordplay is very interesting. And also, it's weird because, like, this whole song is about, like, a one-night-stand type thing. And then they're talking about, I don't know, they're doing this whole thing about, like, um, talking about love. Um, But, like, I don't know. But without pressure, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's interesting because for a song about, like, a hookup, it's more love-oriented than you'd think. Or, yeah, like, they I talk more about the, love.
0: I think I think that's part of the irony in it. That, like, yeah. they're, they're talking about it as a hookup and saying, let's just have this fun casual thing. Like, maybe, like, so it, it, for me, it seems more like, maybe not friends with benefits, or it could be, but, like, a hookup that, like, they sort of when they're together they'll like it'll happen and then they go away from sometime but then they come back together and it like happens again type of thing yeah but despite like that being sort of the the top layer of the theme of the song I think there's an sort of undercurrent and that's going to be coming up more obviously in Harry's sort of lines um, next but that there's a theme of like they do kind of want that deeper love I guess or like something there's there's an i like thoughts going through their head of what what a like a relationship could like more of a relationship type feel i guess rather than Mm -hmm. just the fun casual Mm -hmm. um uh and then i liked i i thought the live here in the moment was very funny because i feel like that's a common phrase we all say like or like you see like live in the moment yeah Uh, so i was like kind of laughing at that line Um, yeah it's
1: pretty kind of cheesy um, I yeah. wish they kind of did something a little to it like the um, I'll never be the hand you put your heart in." I wish they had s- done something to like subvert that line a little bit
0: mm-hmm. yeah it would have been so cool if they'd used like tons of these cheesy phrases but twisted them all like yeah all like twisted that could have been a really interesting
1: song you should um, write a poem like that or slash I kind of want to try writing something like that I think that'd be interesting
0: I know I wrote a poem about like the bottom of your shoe and talking about soul and soul. And, like, I did it all about that, but it was just one metaphor I was playing off of, not, like, a whole bunch. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's definitely cool to, like, see how you can play them. Because everyone obviously gets what the original one is, but then you can, like, add a new layer by, like, messing with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, And then the love from time to time, I think that's pretty self-explanatory as to what they're talking about um yeah i think again then, like, like that- the
1: promises line i don't think it um flows well though
0: which which line
1: the last one i think um because i can be the one you love from time to time i think like the promises oh, yeah, yeah. line i don't think it flows well in my personal mm-hmm. opinion
0: mm-hmm. yeah okay and then we have um liam doing the same pre-chorus that he did earlier Uh, and Harry doing the chorus, and then we have um, Harry's part uh, where the music sort of cuts out, and it's quite soft, and it slows down, like, tempo-wise, and he sings, and if you like cameras flashing every time we go out, oh yeah, and if you're looking for someone to write your breakup songs about, baby, I'm perfect, baby, we're perfect. And this is really where the ironic love song quote that they used, I think, hits home. Um, Do you want to talk what you think about this little bit?
1: I think this is the only bit I'd say, or, like, one of the only bits that's, like, very um, markedly ironic, I'd say. um, Because Mm -hmm. it seems like these are kind of things that you, like, obviously wouldn't, um, like put on your dating profile let's say um mm-hmm. and they're not really positives of a relationship but then like he's going like oh we're perfect if you want this so i definitely see the irony i think it's i think it's really well done and i really like these two lines because i think they're very specific and interesting and i think that mm-hmm. um i like when celebrities write about celebrity like famousness um mm-hmm. or fame that's the word fame um because mm-hmm. i think it's not something that we can relate to but i think it gives us like a peek behind the curtain and see like what troubles, and like what different things that um, celebrities have in relationships than than like a your average Joe, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It might not be something that we can relate to specifically, but it's something we can definitely understand. Yeah, I think we've all thought about what it would be like to be famous and like, like you know, the good with the bad, and it's definitely if when you when they put out things like cameras flashing every time we go out like every time we go out you can yep. really feel like feel their emotions coming through on this bit like hey, this sucks like every time we go out there's going to be cameras and like if that's what you like then you know what I'm perfect like great yeah. if you like that type of like invasive like whatever people always trying to look at your life then great come with me I'm perfect like yeah it's very sad <laughs> um, yeah I wish the I whole song was showed- written like this Yeah, that would have been, um, I think, really cool to see, uh, like the because I like I love the irony part of it, but it's just just like so scarce, I guess.
1: Yeah, Um, and I think that like um, I don't know, like there's two sides to it. Like I love this part, and I would have loved to seen a whole song written like it, but then also this like one little like quieter, softer part gives us like um, like it's like this own little window into mm-hmm. like the actual deeper meaning of the song i think so
0: yeah um, I think it's interesting if they kept this part the only part where it was very blatant i mean this is like this is pretty blatant um like with the irony but then like on the other parts that wasn't the chorus keep the chorus how it is because that's yeah. sort of like like the fun sort of top layer but then like yeah. the other bits um in between could have been like slightly more ironic by if they had twisted a lot of those things that we talked about. Cause then it's sort of like you have this really blatant part, then you have some parts where it's like sort of more sarcastic a little bit, like mm-hmm. whatever. And then you have the the no, it's fun, casual, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think for these lines, like it definitely makes it seem like shows like how hard a relationship can be for famous people or celebrities or whatever even though i know the boys don't like to be called that yeah Um, because it seems like a lot of this the person whoever is singing is like i'm okay with it being casual like i kind of want it to be fun like this is what i want but then you have these lines that are more telling like you know i'm doing casual because that's the only thing i can do because i have this life that's looked upon by everyone and like people can't necessarily handle it or it's Like, I don't want to put someone through that. So, like, and I think this is something all the boys have experienced with any type of relationship they have, whether it be their friends, their family or something romantic. Like, I don't know. It's just it is quite sad. And, like, maybe they're acting as if they don't want something or they don't really care. um, And then that's perfect for them. But really, these lines are like, no, it's not perfect. It's just like this is what we're sort of stuck with for now because we are so much in the public eye. Mm hmm. Um, And then how do you feel about the writing breakup songs about, like, what is that, like, we're going to talk about other stuff later, but just in more generalized, uh, who, who do you think, like, the type of person they're talking about here?
1: The type of person?
0: Like, it doesn't seem like it's, um, just like a,
1: a college kid, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um... I think that we might as well just like come out and say that it's that a lot of the, a lot of the um, assumptions that are being made is that it's about Taylor Swift, and I think that it's a very obviously pointed line, um, mm-hmm. and I think that it's not done like um, no, it is done on purpose. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, that I think that it's good for promo, and I think that um, it in making it very obvious. Um, it just gives, like, news sites, like, something to latch onto, and, like, that's what, like, I sort of hate about it, it's because, like, the news sites, like, latch onto it, and, like, think that they, like, just, like, cracked this mystery, and, like, they've, like, like, uncovered this, like, secret, um, that no one else will, like, understand, and, like, that's what they put, um, that's the way they write their, um, articles and stuff, but I think that, um, it's, I don't know, I think it's, like, good to get people talking about, um, the song, and I know that it might not be everyone's favorite um, way of getting promo, but it works, and I think that we can see this also in Taylor Swift's songs. Um, a lot of the times that her, her lyrics are more, I don't know, I, I guess obvious and more um, so people can catch on to it, and I um, that's not a bash on her at any means because she knows how to get promotion and it works. So I think that on both sides, it it's just good to get people talking about it. And I think that's like what they were trying to go for here.
0: Um. So this is like something that Kara and I are actually going to differ slightly on with opinions, which is like a first because Kara and I agree a lot. But <laughs> so like I'm sort of under the opinion that they didn't necessarily put it in on purpose, but that it does. I mean, there's no doubt that that's what people have been talking about, and that's what news stories have picked up on, so it does promote them, but I don't know, like, just coming from how I write personally, like, I find that I just write about stuff that is close to my heart, and, like, that has, like, been a part of me, so, like, whether or not, like, I think this is, like, something that they purposely were, like, okay, we need a line that's about Taylor Swift so that we can chuck it in and get sales higher. I don't know if it was necessarily that or just, like, a coincidence that happened that, like, happens to get people talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, We had a a non on Tumblr say that this line was a brilliant add-in purely because it takes mainstream attention. And, like, you can really see that it has sort of grabbed that mainstream attention. Yeah. Um, So... Yeah, um, and then again here we see the, um, I'm perfect and then we're perfect, that, that change again, so now the, now the person, the singer has said, I'm you and we're, so to me, like, because you have this person who they're singing about, or at least in this section, is also about someone who is, uh, a a writer, a songwriter, um, or singer, then, like, you have that we where it's, like, we're sort of both in this sucky boat of not, like, I don't know, we're both kind of in the same situation where our lives are not private, and, like, we're, I don't know, it's sort of, like, we're both going downhill together type of thing. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. and
1: I think this is the only time that they say we're perfect, right?
0: If yeah, If I'm not mistaken.
1: Is. And so yeah. I think it, like, definitely just highlights that even more, and I think that's interesting that they only chose to say we're perfect once, and I think that's interesting, just because Mm -hmm. it sort of, like, keeps them separate, separate for, like, the entire song, but then at the end, they, um, say we're perfect, and I think that's interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the song is, um, again- the chorus and i did Mm -hmm. we touch on the line so let's oh that's is that the last line the so let's start right now i guess that's different from the other bit so what do you think of that line
1: um i think they actually do say it in other times the chorus is sung but it ends on that line too so
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um i'm not sure i think it's interesting because then it goes back to um someone who's just trying to convince someone else at a party that like They can just be, like, a hookup. So, like, let's start right now. Like, I think that's, like, interesting, and it, like, ties back into the story well.
0: Yeah, because it could just be, like, okay, now they've decided they're going to go approach this person, be like, all right, like, I've thought through everything that could happen and what's going to happen and sort of, like, foreseen, like, how this is going to all go downhill in a way and, like, or, like, it's just going to be casual and maybe that's going to suck. But, like, oh, well, like, that's my life. Let's go start this. Let's go start (laughs) this, like... (laughs) downhill like perfect but not perfect like fake perfect that's why i kind of like the word perfect i guess yeah coming to that realization now that it is very like uh i guess ironic that it's perfect because it's not perfect you know yeah i think it's clear that it's not perfect yeah okay so in the interest of time Kara and i have decided that we're gonna hold off on the style uh perfect comparisons for now and wait till Um, the music video episode to compare it to style because actually the music video has come out uh, from from throughout this recording and we see even more similarities so we're just going to hold off on that and like make a big sort of comparison on the next episode but don't worry next episode we're also doing Halloween theme Um, we're going to do both the video review and all about Halloween and have our fun games. And we're just going to, like, shorten news and stuff so that it all fits. Um, because we thought that it was important that we talk about the music video, um, while it's, like, still, uh, really relevant. Um, but obviously Halloween is the 31st and we need to do the episode before that. So it's going to all be, like, one super awesome episode (laughs) next week. So don't worry about that. Um. All right, so now let's just move into our feedback. Um, Last week's question of the week was, what are your favorite well-written lines from a One Direction song? And Patty, or P-House1964, on Twitter, Twitter, (laughs) Twitter, said, Strong will always be one of my favorite 1D songs. It hit me immediately, enough to get Strong tattooed on my wrist. Um, which is pretty awesome. We both mm. said Strong was one of our favorites. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a fan favorite. And I think I've seen a lot
1: of Strong tattoos. Yeah.
0: So I think it has a lot of meaning for people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, do you want to read the next one?
1: Sure. Um, Raina or Potterfan92 says, Just found your podcast. I really like it. My two f- or my favorite songs lyrically from them are Through the Dark, 18, and Fool's Gold.
0: I love Through the Dark. I think... Yeah that that one's another one of my favorites I always felt like that one uh like it touched me personally like I don't know again that whole like missing home type of thing when you're at college like I don't know just I think it's a really pretty song
1: yeah and like when we were at the concert and they dedicated it to a girl who was um a little girl who was like ill and yeah. wow that was just that was just me really meaningful yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, I gotta say, I like your, um, your Twitter name, the Potter fan 92. Mm-hmm. And if you're a new listener, you should go check out our second episode that we ever did for the podcast because we sort, um, One Direction members into the different, uh, Harry Potter or Hogwarts houses. Sorry. Um, cause both Kara and I are huge Harry Potter fans. So yeah, yeah go and, check that out. And also,
1: um, if anyone disagrees with our, like, um, sorting, you should definitely, like, um, write us in and tell us, like, what you think, because I think it's always really interesting to, like, see what people think, like, where they should be sorted.
0: Yeah, and who, like, I want to rehash these old episodes, because it feels like that was so long ago. Yeah. Like, I need to bring it back, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, okay, then lastly, we have Sarah underscore Marie underscore 67 on Twitter, who said, Um, hello your latest episode was wonderful as always some of my favorite lyrics are from spaces who's going to be the first one to set it all on fire who's going to be the last one to drive away forgetting every single promise we ever made spaces between us hold all our secrets leaving us speechless and i don't know why i totally agree with you that since going to college don't forget where you belong has taken a bit more meaning taken on a lot more meaning also i think moments was a really well written song from up all night ed sheeran go figure that i don't think you mentioned um so yeah i think spaces especially because like it did take on meaning for i think the whole fandom when zane left the band um but also the lyrics are really nice as well
1: yeah definitely
0: and then um yeah moments was a very pretty song i remember like trying to figure out like what it all meant moments and there's like all these different um like backstories to the song with which I think is really interesting I'm sure people can google it to see um what I'm talking about but I mean Ed Sheeran's just a a brilliant songwriter definitely and yeah um okay so now our recommendations for the week um I have two recommendations this week. The first one is to listen to that um, Harry Nile interview where Harry talks a lot that I mentioned earlier in the episode just because uh, Harry does get the chance to talk a lot and it's nice to see. Uh, And then my second recommendation, and I think this is sort of a a joint recommendation Mm -hmm. from Kara and I. Um, one of our listeners, the one that we actually just read about at Sarah underscore Marie underscore 67 has a new blog called the cotton candy unicorn, and it can be found at the cotton candy, uni- unicorn.com. And it's a fashion, beauty, music, lifestyle blog. Um, and it's really awesome. It's like really nicely set up. Uh, and you can go follow her on Instagram at the underscore cotton underscore candy underscore unicorn. Um, or on Twitter at the underscore cc underscore uh, unicorn, or on Tumblr the dash cotton dash candy dash unicorn. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll. Um, I don't know. I was just looking at her vlog, and I love. She has music jam Mondays, and she had a lot of cool recommendations. I love the song "Is Carry It" by Walk the Moon. That was already one of my favorites, and I like love to see that our music
1: tastes are really similar.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: did you see the um? She did this post. I was like, um, music recommendations like Gold Edition, and she like did all these like songs that had gold in the title, and I thought it was like so like creative and like cool that she did that. Um, I
0: didn't see that one yet. That's so oh yeah, cool. you should definitely look
1: it up. Um, look it up because there's a lot of cool songs on there, and I thought it was just like cool. I love when people do like thematic playlists. I think it's just awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah, and she also does like these fashion things, and she puts like high fashion stuff into more like understandable understandable terms and like talks about how she feels about it which is cool and there was also a post on her style icons and harry styles was obviously one of her icons Mm so you know there's that little one direction connection for you (laughs) um but yeah we haven't played one direction connection either in a while wow yeah that would be maybe we should do a with that one on the halloween theme one as well
1: Oh, yeah, we should. That was okay. a game
0: we played way back in the beginning of the podcast.
1: I think we only played it, like, once or twice, and it was, like, the first that episode. That was a good one. That was. Yeah. Okay. Um, my recommendation is something I just found out about yesterday, actually, and um, it's a Kickstarter for a um, boy band fangirl documentary. It's called I Used to Be Normal. And I would highly, highly recommend checking out the trailer and um, thinking about donating to the Kickstarter because it's so incredible and it's so professionally done. Um, they've been working on this project for the producers behind it have been working on it for three years, and there's a bunch of um, like fan artists that you probably know and just people in the fandom, and it treats um, like boy band fangirls like as human beings and not just. Um, screaming hormonal like messes and I think it's like very humanizing and it's like really it's honestly something I've been waiting for for a long time that I didn't even know I was looking for but I'm just really happy and the trailer made me cry in a good way though so um, you guys should all check it out
0: yeah and they have like fangirls from like the Beatles to Insync to yeah. like uh, One Direction so it spans a lot of time which is really neat yeah it's it's um. awesome Yeah. Uh, And then our tweet of the week this week. Uh, Mine is from uh, Harry's mom uh, at Mrs. Ann Twist on Twitter. Uh, And she said, Lady in the shop complimented me, complimented my perfume and asked what it was. When I told her it's One Directions, she chuckled and said, How old are you? (laughs) Um, and, And I don't think this was, like, in a mean way, the lady. But I think it's just so funny. It got me thinking about, like, if you were harry's mom or one of the boys mom or like close family member and you're just like out in public not no one like i mean one direction fans might know who you are but the average person wouldn't have no idea who you were and like if i were her i'd be like yes harry's my son like i'd like to like like shock people or something be like actually my son is harry styles so you know casual like how incredibly weird would that be like people i'm sure they get talked about it or they hear about it a lot like just casual conversations but like people don't realize that they're so
1: close to the band you know yeah or like hearing their songs like in public like
0: yeah Mm. be like that's my son i mean they're my all my sons
1: anyway but like if it was like a blood related son yeah (laughs) because like i already do that but you know right um Okay, so my tweet of the week is from Nile, and it was at Yagin McDermott. Um, I looked up how to pronounce that, and I'm sorry if it's wrong. I'm listening to ya on the radio. (laughs) Dot, 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 your... Wrong, your, but that's okay. Your voice sounds so dreamy. And, um, I just thought it was just so cute that he called, um, this dude's voice dreamy. Um... That's all I have to say, really. And also, I love that he continues to say, or to use T instead of um, two, um, just mm-hmm. because I think he's been doing that since, like, day one. And I think it really just, like, underlines the point that Niall is, like, doesn't change. He's always been the same guy um, at mm-hmm. the heart of it all.
0: Yeah. I think it's Okay, um, Oh, okay. I just, I just know that know. from... Uh, a boy, my roommate talks about actually. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, she she pronounced it Yogan, mm. but um, yeah, that's I like Niall's little, little fanboy type side coming out. Mm. Um. Okay, so our question of the week this week is based on the songs that have been released so far. How are you feeling about Made in the AM as an album? Like, are you nervous? Are you scared? Are you excited? Are you happy? Like, how do the songs... Because the songs that they've released seem very, like, uh, in one type of genre. So is that, like, something you're happy about? Or, like, um, do you think it'll be more, like, spread out on the album? Like, more eclectic? I don't know. Just write in and tell us. Um and then also just general feedback and suggestions. Um, any last minute things you want us to talk about on the Halloween episode next week. Um, we're going to be discussing the perfect music video next week. So write us in about anything you want us to talk about for that. And just regular feedback and how we can improve the show as usual. Um, so thank you so much for listening to episode 18 of Talk Direction. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. dot um, Go to t- our website talkdirection.tumblr.com and you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm Caitlin Ir Foster. That's C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you?
1: I'm Kara underscore Pond, and Kara is with the C.
0: And then you can also go over to iTunes and rate and review us and subscribe uh, as well, and that really helps us out. Um, and then we can also be found on SoundCloud if iTunes is not for you. Um, and I also wanted to say, like, uh, I love seeing people, like, tell their friends about us and then, like, they get into it. I know we had a, a couple of people talking about, like, sharing with their friends over on Twitter mm-hmm. and that's so cool. So go tell, like, your friend who's a 1D <laughs> fan to check us out because word of mouth is a great way to spread the word. And Very we're true. always, like, excited for new listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 19.
1: Bye! Bye!